Previously on the Infinite Escape Room. Can I do 8 infinity 8135? Into the keypad. It says boobies on the screen. Damn. Then like suddenly the keypad starts running away from you. And welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, that puzzling podcast where a gaggle of geographically diverse pals come together, have a drink and work together to solve a homemade escape room of the ears. Hello, hello, hello. I am Mike and I am drinking. I'm very, very happy to tell you I'm drinking this. It's a bottle of Badger's Golden Glory. No uh, it's, way. Where did you get that? Oh my God. So long story, but I'll shorten it. They put it out on limited edition. Actually, it wasn't a story at all. They put it out on limited edition uh, for like a little while. You can only order it online. So Laura and I, this will be like the second or third case we've ordered. Oh, that's sick. Fucking is it just gold. like all the memories that I have of it? It is. We actually bought a case for our friends we went to see in Somerset last uh, the other weekend because we were like, this is what we used to drink together. And they were like, ah, we did used to drink this together. It's fucking brilliant. And it's still great. And this is, by the way, for the uninitiated, uh, A, refer to the Glassless Chaps episode, but B, it's a golden ale, but it's peach flavoured and it just smells mm. of summer. It's the most delightful summer evening beer. So light and fruity and delicious. And I'm just so happy to have some back in my life. There are three bottles left in the house. Uh, well, have two and a bit. Anyway, much as I love Golden Glory, I also love some of the other people we've got joining us tonight. Uh, sorry, I was genuinely Googling the Golden Glory box. I'm really excited. I've written it down. I'm It's That could be the first clue that could legitimately be part of the puzzle. Uh, I'm okay with a puzzle that starts like that. Hi, I'm Danny, and I'm drinking a delicious Guinness. Mm. Mm. Is it, though? Or is, is it, it not just fine? No, it's good. Uh, do you know what? Normally, I'm not a fan of the Guinnesses, because obviously we're in lockdown in a can, but Amy got me a uh, funky thing where you basically put a can and it shoves it through a beer pump, so it's kind of like being on draft. And it's Ooh. not perfect, but it's pretty damn good. I remember seeing the videos of you playing with that initially and putting a whole variety of liquids through it, Danny. Um... All drinkable before people start, yeah, before people <laughs> Is it essentially a, wander. a soda stream kind of thing? No, it's like an act, it's basically just has a nozzle and then a pump. So as you pull, it just sucks out the can and shoves it through as if it was on draft. So it's a straw. It, yeah, no, it, it tastes different. Like, yeah, like it kind of like it squishes the beer yeah. around in like kind yeah, of like a car- nice air car- sort of. Carbonizes, car- uh, yeah. And you're not bored of it yet. No, it's amazing. I love it. I've got oh, one of those play. things that, like, um, you put it in the top of a of like a coffee to try and make it into a cappuccino. You know those things with the little like whisk at the end. Oh yeah, I wonder yeah, if that yeah. works. A frother. They are such bullshit. <laughs> it is absolutely rubbish. Um, okay, I am Anna. I-, I am Anna. That is me, and I'm drinking a Northern Monk, a hazy pale ale, and it is nice. And I'm John, and uh, in departure from my own personal tradition, I am not drinking stout today. I am drinking a Brewdog Lost Lager. Which is nice. Um, pretty straightforward, simple, clean drinking lager. Quite enjoying it. I thought lager would be a bit not hipster enough for you, John. Since when is stout very hipstery? Like, if you're a hipster, shouldn't you have half a beer to wank off about IPAs all day? Oh boy, do I. <laughs> <laughs> That's the new uh, hipster frontier. It's In all that case, kind of- I relish the new chapter we're beginning because it's about fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what a hipster would say. If the IPA yeah. wave could just finally crash on the shoreline of reality, that would be wonderful. Also, John, if we're going down the checklist, mm-hmm. coffee enthusiast. True. You play the accordion. Check. Badly. And um, 
That's part of it. You have to play yeah, it Yeah, you can't play it well, otherwise you're no longer yeah. a jester. Um... You're playing it sarcastically. <laughs> <laughs> you have to look like you just really don't want to be playing it. Someone told me a joke once after hearing me play the accordion, and the joke was, a gentleman, by definition, is a man who can play the accordion, but doesn't. <laughs> Seems fair. That is good. I thought that I was very good. Going. <laughs> gentleman is somebody who can play the accordion. You're shit at the accordion. Like, <laughs> you're not a gentleman. <laughs> And we must acknowledge as well the silent partners in tonight's recording. That's right. It is our wonderful patrons who keep the podcast online and fire in our hearts. Uh, and this evening, I would like to thank especially... Oh, can we try it again? Can we try again? Because we, we fucked up her name as I knew we would. Oh, oh yes. And apologize yes. for. So can we, can we correct ourselves? Because yes, we can. She, right. Our newest Patreon sent us a thank you, a corrected pronunciation of her name. I thought it was uh, Delana. It's not... We, were, uh, we would like to welcome as our newest Patreon to the show, now with correct pronunciation, I hope, genuinely nervous about this, Delana Andrews. Good job. Thank you for your continued support and your tolerance of our uselessness. Yes, especially for John, because he needs a large amount of tolerance. So I do. thank you. <laughs> I do. You're and welcome. we'd also like to thank uh, Jen and Jade, as well as Delana. Thanks very much, folks. You are literally keeping this train on the tracks, the show on the road, the plane um, in Spain. So what is the infinite escape room? Well, it is an escape room and it is infinite. Every room, every room, every room in the infinite Good escape room rooms. links into the next in one big never-ending escape experience adventure. One of us will present a part of the infinite escape room and tonight it is me while the others try and solve it. And if they don't escape within the allotted period of time, then terrible, awful, smelly things will happen to them. And if they break anything, they will lose their deposit, which will be I suppose everybody's hair. Which for no! everybody else will be there. I mean, yeah, yeah, my, yeah. Mine is is fruitful, but I look weird bald. Danny has had the same haircut since 1994, uh, and Anna is feeling a bit lukewarm about hers. I think. Yeah, is that I think I look pretty say? good bald. I don't know. Got a hefty forehead. Right. I think we'd all look. We'd just all look like eggs, wouldn't we? You all look a lot. You'd all look a lot more streamlined and cool, like otters, like me, like otters, <laughs> otter man. And we all float down the river holding hands, just like otters. Otter man, who ironically does not swim well. I swim okay. Better with a clam on my belly. Hmm, that could be misinterpreted. I'm sure that's just British people. That's fine. The Americans don't get that. Anyway, <clears throat> are we ready, folks? Yes, we are. I think so. Super duper capital. Then let's enter the infinite escape room. Last time, you solved an infinite post-it-based puzzle in record time and found yourselves at the door to a lift into which you have stepped. And once more, for international listers, a lift is also sometimes known as an elevator. You step out of the elevator into pitch black space. You hear the doors hiss shut behind you. You are utterly, utterly blind in the dark, cold and echoing space. Three butterfly-sized herring momentarily manifest in front of you and swim around in the air, their ghostly scales glowing red and illuminating your faces. One swims in and out of Danny's trouser pocket, and then they Ooh. all vanish. What would you like to do? What the fuck? <laughs> after uh, calming myself down after the excitement, could I check my trouser pocket, please? You do. You feel an elongated lump in there. <laughs> Ladies... <laughs> <laughs> what would you like to do with the elongated lump you found in your trouser pocket, Danny? I'd like to pull it out and show the others. <laughs> oh, I'm, afraid, 
that particular elongated lump is attached to you, Danny. It seems. Oh. However, your other trouser pocket also contains an elongated lump, which oh. you do appear to be able to pull out of your pocket. It appears to be a torch. Oh, could I switch on the torch to see our surroundings, please? You switch on the torch, and unfortunately, it does a piss poor job at illuminating the surroundings. Not doing so at all. It appears to have those very dim little purple bulbs. Oh, a black light then. Fucking uh, I make sure to not shine it anywhere near John because he's filth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the stains. <laughs> so are we. So I feel, for some reason, I'm, we are, are we floating? Are we just kind yeah. of you are. bobbing <laughs> around? Because no, there was a fish. This you are on a solid surface. In the dark, with John illuminated like Frosty the Snowman under the black. <laughs> Should we look at the floor then? If that's the only solid surface, like, is there anything on the floor? Uh, you cannot find anything on the floor. The black light isn't even illuminating the floor. Is it illuminating mm. the ceiling? Unlike John, is very clean. Oh. Uh, no, it is not illuminating the ceiling or the walls. If I, <laughs> this sounds really bad. If I wipe my hand on the floor, will the black light then illuminate where I've touched it? I guess so. Yes. Light. yes, John. John leaves. John leaves a, a spray of filth wherever he wherever he goes. Classic John. Okay, I just wondered if that is yeah. If that was it, um, clearly not. Okay, uh, should we just take a walk? That sounds dangerous. <laughs> sure, for a walk. I would like to. I, mean, gen- I would like to gingerly walk forward with one of my hands outstretched, but with the other hand. Danny, I volunteer you as tribute. Yeah, I with one hand outstretched to you know sense for danger, and the other with the torch to look for danger. Danny goes for a combination of these classic Scooby-Doo pose and the rolling fondle. And in doing so, um, brushes past John momentarily, inconveniently, lecherously. Um, And then you touch a flat surface, a wall. You feel something underneath your hand. Uh, Can I gingerly grope around to try and find out what it is? I mean, I wouldn't use the grope word, to be honest with you. but (laughs) (laughs) It appears to be a switch. It's a switch but it seems to have two cables going off to the left and right of it. Oh, can I flick it? You try to, but there seems to be a lot of resistance in this. Okay, mm-hmm. we need to follow them cables. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so I'll Should take I one stay cable. At the switch, yeah. Do you want, if I stay in the middle and you two take a cable each, and then yeah. I can okay. signal us back with a purple light. I'll take yeah. the left hand cable. Uh, and I shall take the right. You take the left hand cable and you arrive at another switch, which terminates. Mm. And John, you do the same on the right. Huh. Okay, so by switch, do you mean like an up-down toggle? Uh, like a light how, switch. How many positions can the switch take? Uh, it is currently in position one. It has one more potential position. Okay, I'll flick mine. Okay. And I'll flick mine at the same time. Good uh, idea. The two of you flicking is not quite sufficient enough. It'll need to be all three, I'm afraid. Oh, ah. I also join in. <laughs> Danny, join in the flicking. <laughs> Sorry. I would like to flick with the others. Oh, you flick God. in unison. Oh, God. Blinding stage lights flash on all around you, temporarily dazzling you, and you feel shackles clamp over your outstretched, switch-pushing hands. Danny, what have you done? As your vision returns, you find yourself to be in an absolutely massive, cubular room. Looking around you, the walls to your left and right are sheer sheet metal and devoid of interest other than a few panels. Directly in front of you is a large, tempered glass wall, behind which you see the dim shadows of people sitting in raked seating, their features obscured by the stage lighting shining in on you. Directly behind you is a similarly bare metal wall to which you have all been manacled with a single long chain which is anchored to the wall. You hear a booming voice above you. Hello, I'm Mecca Richard Osman and welcome to the Pointless Chase Cube. Oh God. Looking above you, you can see that the entire ceiling is a giant robotic facsimile of popular telepresenter Richard Osman. 
Let's welcome our contestants. John is a tardy actor and first in line to the Earldom of Derbyshire. Fuck you. Anna is an artist who moonlights as a football hooligan. And Danny is what Rob Becker would look like if you bought him from Waitrose. <laughs> you hear muffled applause from the half-hidden audience. And our chaser today will be quiz expert and three-times MMA champion, Mark Labbitt. Mecca Osman opens his mouth and a filth-encrusted semi-feral figure, who might be popular TV personality Mark Labbitt, drops from his mouth and onto the floor. He immediately lunges for you, brandishing a screwdriver, but is quickly yanked back to a safe distance by a metallic arm, which chains him to the wall to your left. He eyes you with murderous intent and mouths at you with foamy intent. The rules are very simple. I'll ask you questions, and if you answer them correctly, then you'll move on to the next round. Behind you, though, is the chaser, Mark, who'll be answering the questions as well. He'll get more length on his chain for each one he gets right that you don't. And if he catches you, then he'll work you over with his rusty screwdriver. You'll also be playing against the clock to avoid being crushed by my giant metal head. Are you ready? Let's play The Pointless Chase. Cube. Mecha Osmond's eyes close briefly and are then replaced with a digital clock which starts counting down from 30 minutes. You notice that the metal face ceiling is slowly descending towards you. Question one. What was Ray Bradbury's novel about a dystopian future where firemen burn books? Oh, God. Anyone? Um, I'm Googling. Have you got it there, Anne? Have you got it next to <laughs> you? Let me read these books. I, I, was, I was Googling um, who Mark Abbott is. Um, and now I'm... Re- firemen who burn books. Oh, if these are all sci-fi novella questions, I'm screwed. I know. I don't... And that's been 20 seconds. Let's go over to the chaser. The Hang book on. of smoke was fire. Timed. Mark whispers something inaudible up to the giant face, and you hear a clang as some of his chains release. He jumps towards you menacingly, straining against the chain and waving his rusty screwdriver. Okay, before this question gets asked... Let's question two. Oh. <laughs> what do you get when you have a rhombus by a nonagon by a heptagon by a pyramid? Okay, fuck this. A mess of shapes. So rhombus has four by a hectagon. Hectagon is that hexagon? It's six, ten. Six. Pyramids five. Uh, so fifteen. Eighteen. 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 Is not the right answer. It goes over to the chaser. Oh, dick. A square prism. Mark whispers something inaudible up to the giant's face oh. once more, and you hear yet another clang as his chains loosen further. He is now not too far away from you and foaming raveningly. I feel like this is going to be over very quickly. Question three. Booms the giant metal voice from above you, signalling your doom, no doubt. How many enclosed spaces are hidden within the capitals of Wales, England and Germany? Jesus. How many enclosed spaces? I feel like we should be running around and looking at stuff. I look at the panels. Yeah, Yeah, let's look at some panels. What do we see at the panels? The panels are nondescript. There are many of them and they (sighs) appear to be... Functionally. Anything about the attachment of the chains to the wall? Uh, the chains appear to be attached to the wall with three combination locks uh, labelled uh, Q1, Q2, Q3. And uh, that's your time. It goes over to Mark the Chaser. Mark once more whispers something inaudible triumphantly up to the giant face. And you hear yet another clang as his chains release. As Mark gets the final answer correct, his chains relax once more and he jumps into the air and straight towards John's throat, his eyes yeah. blazing with a fury only a professional quizzer can know. Goodbye, sweet world. Unfortunately, a loop of chains snags around his legs and he stops short, jerking straight out of the air as the chains become taut and hitting the floor, 
banging his head. He is knocked out cold and lies still upon the ground in a puddle of his own foam. I did that. That was me. (laughs) Good job, mate. (sighs) Here all week, folks. We could have just turned it off with all the switches. Oh, oh. Yeah, could have just sat in the dark. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, we, we could have not chosen this fate. You mean <laughs> you chose this? That's true. What you're doing? <laughs> Can you imagine that? Like the time hadn't even started. We could have just said we do nothing. <laughs> Me, I would be like, nope, nope. Let's let's just sit in the dark for a bit. <laughs> we do not turn the switches. <laughs> no. Okay. Your move. So he's on the floor. So he's unconscious. Mm. Okay. Q one, Q two, Q three. But they're three-digit combination locks. Uh, I'm so pretty sure Q1 Q3 is, is, is three-digit, Q2 is four-digit, Q3 is three-digit. But Q3 is a bullshit question. How many enclosed spaces are there in the capitals of Wales, England, and Germany? So Q1 was three-digit, Q2 was four-digit, and Q3 was three-digit again, right? So it's going to be... So then the, the, the fireman, so it's obviously going to be the, the numbers are the answers to the questions. So mm. fireman who burns books in a dystopian thing, that's going to be a, a book where the title is three numbers. Oh, you're right. Oh, and isn't then, that, um, hold on, is that Catch 22? No, that can't be right. No, 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 different no, no, one. No, no, no. no it's Fahrenheit three. something, isn't it? Oh, Fahrenheit, yeah, Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit 451. Yeah. So maybe that's 451. Although I'm just working out, I'm just finding out if that's... Yeah, so it the second question Bradbury. was something like, what's a hexagon and an anagon and some other bullshit but it was a checks if they have by, a baby? By, so does that mean multiplied? Mm. Yeah, maybe. Hexagon mm. by... Mike, can so, we hear question two again? So the question that was asked to you by Mecca Richard Osman was, what do you get when you have a rhombus by a nonagon by a heptagon by a pyramid? By a nonagon? Okay, so if we're going by how many sides, a rhombus has got four, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Nonagon. I I did not know that was a thing. Hexagon's got six. Okay, a nonagon. But what's a heptagon? Is that seven? A nonagon is nine. Rhombus by a nonagon by a heptagon by what? Was it hexagon or heptagon? Heptagon. Oh, heptagon. Ah, seven, seven. Hept is... um, so rhombus by nonagon by heptagon by what? Was there another by shape? By pyramid. By pyramid, that was it. Which has Five, four sides because yeah. it's got four round and the base is the fifth. No, no, no. It, hang on, hang on. It depends what kind of pyramid. Is it a three, from three-sided um, base or four-sided? Otherwise, it's eight. We're thinking a classic pyramid, John. So Okay, okay so, so that's four digits in themselves. So we could just have yeah, those true. in a row. Should we try that then? Four, so four, in, in Q1, should we try Q1 first? Because there are three different locks. So if we yeah. put 451 into the Q1 lock, does it unlock? You put 451 into the Q lock, which is the lock next to Anna. Mm-hmm. And Anna, the chains around you loosen you and you're able to move around the room. Oh, good. Okay. Unfortunately, you are all still attached to the same long chain, which is anchored at the other points oh. at the back of the wall by the other two locks. Okay. Who? Right. Um, you hear a booming voice. Oh, no. It's an interesting herring fact. Red herrings, a smelly smoked fish, were used to teach dogs to follow a trail. But it became used as a metaphor for distracting someone from following a trail. The term red herring is in itself a red herring. Red herring, the one, the fish that are in your pocket. Yeah, Danny had a red herring in his trousers. Yeah, and then, and then, (laughs) and then it became the blacklight torch. So it might be that we need to shine. Oh, can I shine the blacklight on the last lock? Yep, you see nothing. 
dick. So I thought it's... it might reveal the numbers yeah. or something. Shine it somewhere else. It might. I shine it everywhere. <laughs> Danny, your your current field of shiningness is is very much restricted to directly around your person, okay. and you see nothing. Okay. okay. So okay. I think that, that in itself may be a red herring. So, oh, so nice. the fact that a red herring is not a red herring could be a red herring. That would be dastardly. Be. Mike's um, hiding his smile behind his microphone. <laughs> That's an enormous microphone, Michael. Is it just very close to the camera? Yeah, that, 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 well. <laughs> that microphone is enormous. <laughs> um, okay, so Q2, we've got 4975. Can we try that? You try that in the four-digit combination lock and nothing happens. Uh, okay, should we multiply that out? Yeah. Because he said bye. Yeah. That was correct, yeah. wasn't it, Mike? You said bye. So four times nine times seven times five, 1260. Okay. Try that. Which is four. So yeah, one, two, six, zero in the lock, please. You put one, two, six, zero into the Q2 lock, which is behind John, and the shackle clicks open. Hey. Nice. John Good and Anna, John. you now have a greater range of movement around the room. You are all, unfortunately, still very much anchored to... Oh, I was about to say, should we walk. fuck off and leave him? So I think, <laughs> no, I think maybe now with the black light, now that we've got a yeah, bigger I, range I of motion. I pass the black light to Anna to, okay. to save the day. Okay, so I'm just going to... I don't know where to shine it. I'll shine that, it. That was there. an amazing gesture. Listeners can't see this, but Anna just sort of did this kind of very swashbuckling swoosh with the black light around. Her. So, <laughs> uh, just despite the style points for the swashbuckly swoosh, okay. Anna, you see nothing. The aforementioned harsh stage lights are unfortunately drowning out anything that you might mm. glean from the use of the black light. Red herring is a red herring. Where did the red herring okay. go? Did it just flop out onto the floor? Sure. Who, who knows? Okay. Should we try the third question? What was the third question again? So the third question from uh, Mecca Richard Osman was... How many enclosed spaces are hidden within the capitals of Wales, England and Germany? Enclosed spaces are hidden within the capitals of Wales, England and Germany. Okay, so this could mean a few things. It could be the words spelling the capitals. So... If you ah. write the, the words um, down, how many letters make enclosed spaces? So what's the capital of Wales? It's not Cardiff, is it? It I is Cardiff. Like, oh, is it? Yeah. Uh, England obviously would be London, Germany. Berlin. Would be the ceiling, Berlin. you notice, is getting closer to you. Two. You have okay. 18 minutes remaining. three in Cardiff. Six. So six and... Uh, where are you getting three? I'm getting two. It depends how you do the F, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Yeah, I I'm think doing it's a capital got... F with no... Blocks. Yeah. So Blocks. one in the A. Three in London. In the... Two it's in Cardiff. But it's a three digit. Oh, one so it's um, two, three, three, two, one. one. Oh, hang on. Are you getting two in Cardiff or three in Cardiff, Anna? I've got two. Because we Danny can't write. I've got, yeah, I've got two, two. So two, three, one. Yeah. It depends on. Yeah. So Wales, England, Germany. So yeah, two, three, one. Two, three, one. You put two, three, one into the third shackle. And it clicks open. Dang. While the three of you are still chained together, you now have the run of the room. You hear a booming voice above you. Congratulations, you've made it onto round two. In round two, you need to not be crushed by my giant metal face. You notice that the giant metal face has started to speed up towards you. You now have 11 minutes remaining. Oh, fuck What if we you shine the black light on the face? Bastard. Yeah. You shine the black light on the descending face, but you see nothing. Unfortunately, these stage lights are Ooh, just... Oh, what about the body of bright. the guy? The Mark Rabbit or whatever his name was. 
Um, oh, yeah. Popular TV personality Mark Labbitt. Yes. Can, yes. We, can we go and examine him with the black light and find out about his sins? Um, <laughs> well, filth encrusted Mark Labbitt. Uh, unfortunately, as I say, the light from the black light is being drowned out, so you do not spot anything. Would you can like to investigate the body? The body yeah. Itself? John goes in hands first. John goes in hands first and attempts to glove puppet Mark Labbitt, um, much to the distaste of Danny Oh, Jesus! Oh, 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 listeners, listeners. There are times where I regret recording with webcams on, and this is one of them because John just put his fingers in his mouth. Hey, a lot of fingers. Um, Quite deep. I just, you said I'd go in hands first, and you know, depending you on how you're doing the examining, you want to. Oh, my God. He went up to the other You know. That he was went impressive. with a watch on and came out with that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, he'd be really popular as a cottager. <laughs> Jesus. Unfortunately, you find amongst his filth encrusted rags little more than Mark Labbitt and his now in uh, now sitting in his lax unconscious hand his rusty screwdriver. The screwdriver. Oh, we panels, take the panels. screwdriver. Yeah, we unscrew the panels with oh. the screwdriver. Which panels would you like to unscrew? Upon inspecting the wall, you can see that there are around four hundred. Oh, Jesus. fucking hell. Yep, There's uh, 400 panels. Around 400. I mean, we can, uh, if we do the one kind of like, we could say a hexadecimal system on X and Y, if you wish to pick specific panels. Oh, fuck. No, there has to, there has, there'll, there'll be a, mm, is there anything obviously different about some of them? Is there any, are there any that are not illuminated? Uh, all of the panels appear to be, from what you can tell, identical if we flick our switches again to the stage lights the booming voice of richard osman once more um echoes from the ceiling now very very close to you it's an interesting herring fact the south park joke the chewbacca defense is legitimately used instead of the term red herring in articles about criminal law chewbacca defense switch the switches to switch the lights off to use the black light please certainly so all three of you presumably go across and Oh, hang on, we can still access the switches? Yeah. Yeah, they're in the same room. I had no idea. Let's do it. Okay, the three of you go across, and in unison, um, as opposed to before where you tried to do it not in unison, but in unison, you flick the switches and the lights go out. You can still see, unfortunately, Mecca Richard Osman's glowing red timer eyes descending towards you, now showing eight minutes. minutes. Marvellous. Can we use the black light on the panels and just quick scan to see if any highlight to us, please? You can. You do a quick scan of the panels with the black light and you can see that one of them is in fact marked with something. It appears to be a, what you hope is just a dirty handprint and a me. short <laughs> message. <laughs> okay. The message reads, Paradox Resolution Unit. Paradox Resolution Unit. Okay, so oh, I try and yank off Osmond, the panel. Oh, is that you're supposed not supposed to do that in, a sta- in um, escape rooms? Though, to be fair, hey, fuck that shit. We've broken this thing so many times. Um, you know, see if we can screwdriver off that panel. You can indeed screwdriver off the panel, and you do see a module within which is marked Paradox Resolution Unit. Mm. The Chewbacca Defense. Nice. Let's uh, let's inspect it, please. What, yeah. what is it? Uh, it appears to be a uh, beepy boopy circuit board with the old kind of like tube lights on them and stuff, and all the things you'd expect to see in a high tech piece of equipment. It appears to be plugged in to the wider array of components, presumably concealed within those panels. In a jury trial, a Chewbacca defence is a legal strategy in which a criminal defence law you know, tries to confuse the jury rather than refute the case of the prosecutor. It is an intentional distraction or obfuscation, according to Wikipedia. So was the torch the distraction 
Or was him telling us that it was a red herring? Was that the distraction? Or was him telling us about the thing that is a distraction and distraction? Yeah. Was the Chewbacca defence the distraction? Well, in six and a half minutes, we're going to find <laughs> okay. out. Well, what else is around the room? Is it that we have to yell paradoxes uh, and then it beat boobs? Mike, I want to shout, if I know one thing, it's that I know nothing. You shout that into the room. You see Richard, Mecca Richard Osmond's face screw up momentarily in consternation. And indeed, the paradox resolution unit in front of you starts lighting up. Hey. It then goes as it resolves the paradox. So we need to shout horrendous paradoxes at Okay, him. so I've told you a million times not to exaggerate. Uh, once again, you see Richard Osman's giant metal face screw up in consternation, <laughs> and once again, you hear a subtle as the paradox resolution unit resolves it. Okay. I'm a compulsive liar. Once yeah. again, you hear a wonderful as the paradox resolution unit, quite warm now, resolves it. <laughs> Do you want... Maybe, oh, can we blow it up? Yeah, let's blow it up. Let's yeah. blow it up. Deep down, you're really shallow. <laughs> you hear <laughs> the smell of Hot electrics permeates the air. Oh, uh, if you restored a ship by replacing each of its wooden parts, would it remain the same ship? A small light on the side saying Theseus's ship lights up <laughs> briefly, and you hear a... It's obviously got a special circuit for that one. You have four minutes remaining. The second sentence is false. The first sentence is true. I think... Is this just... Are we being distracted? <sighs> Nothing's Shit, happening. Maybe. <laughs> Okay. You hear a little cooling fan come on. Oh, no, no, we may have to resolution unit. Yeah, stick the screwdriver in the cooling fan. Okay. You stick the screwdriver in the cooling fan. The cooling fan is now disabled. Okay. Oh, good job, Current John. incumbent. What? Is that a... I think that's a yeah. paradox. Why not? Maybe it isn't. Because incumbent uh, means somebody no. who's currently um, an incumbent. So calling somebody a current incumbent is calling them a current, current incumbent. A current... Okay, don't worry. Let's say yes. <laughs> the second sentence is false. The third sentence is true. You hear a... And then a alarm coming from the module. Smoke starts coming from it. And then all of the lights on the top go red. A very small, very sad fire breaks out in the middle of the module. Mecca Richard Osman continues to descend towards you. Okay, so we've set fire to the place. Do we, do we need to give it more to keep it heating or do we just like throw it at him? You have three minutes remaining. Mm. Uh, I must be cruel to be kind. Does it do anything at this yeah. point? I, I think, I think, I'm not sure that's a paradox so much as just a bit of sort of homely advice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, we are like down to Googling this shit now. <laughs> yeah, I'm furiously Googling paradoxes. Oh, God. Uh, uh, if I know one thing, it's that I know nothing. Yeah, that's all the first one. I to said. be honest, I'm this a liar. Is the of you the say... Once again, Mecca Richard Osmond's face temporarily screws up in consternation. And there is, of course... Oh, can we keep repeating them? There's nothing stopping you, you lunatic. If I know one thing, I know nothing. 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 Oh, God. This statement is false. This is really fun. And I'll pause the timer here. That was beautiful. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'm going to get into this in a minute. Have we broken is... the room? A little bit, but in a fun way, so this is fine. <laughs> no. Yes. Once more, Mecca Richard Osman's robotic face contorts as it wrestles with the paradox, and you hear the cooling system try to keep up on his swiftly overheating metallic brain, now, of course, devoid of its capabilities of paradox resolution with the module that you have overheated, disabled, and stuck a screwdriver into. I build computers. A small, sad beep comes from that missing paradox 
resolution unit. It's an interesting herring fact. Red herrings also pop up in rhetoric and argumentation. A red herring fallacy is a logical fallacy that occurs when someone presents a seemingly important but actually irrelevant piece of information in order to distract from the main topic being discussed. Red herring fallacies are often used to obfuscate and derail a conversation rather than facilitate a debate. Screams Mecca Richard Osman, his face now glowing red and then white, the air around him sizzling, and then kaboom. Your ears pop and you are hurled to the ground as Richard Osman's giant metal face explodes upwards and out of the ceiling into a clear night sky. A second later, a much larger and louder explosion thumps into your very bones and rattles your fillings as his remains light up the sky for miles around in a nuclear explosion. He is a tall man. The walls around you have sheltered you from the blast, but now crumble to rubble. Of the audience, you see only ashen shadows on melted plastic seats. For a moment... This is all a bit Hiroshima. <laughs> you breathe, collect your wits, and enjoy... It's always war crimes with you, John. Yeah. <laughs> collect your wits, and enjoy the cool, open, and starry night sky above you. It would be almost peaceful if the sky wasn't turning an alarming shade of red and the stars weren't winking out. You blink and the sky is gone, replaced by a single unimaginably large red fish, scales the size of galaxies, fins larger than the laws of physics can feasibly accommodate, staring into your souls with a malevolent, unblinking eye. That was my time. That was my time. <laughs> Fuck's sake, John. The fish beat you furiously at you. <laughs> Sorry. Are you going to stop this timer? Oh, it's me. Ha! Huh? Whoops. Amazing. <laughs> oh, that's ironic. Which stares into your very souls with a malevolent, unblinking eye. It's not what it looks like. The Guardian is no more. Ozman is defeated. The seal is broken. We are Herring. And we are free once more. <laughs> the herring opens its mouth and a tide of dogs fall from it, each more rabid and diverse in its breed than the last, and each dog in turn vomiting more and smaller dogs. The dogs crash onto the earth in a tide, many of them liquefied instantly upon impact and the rest rolling upon the mound of corpses. They I'm run. hungry. They run with their legs alone, their torsos still just flopping around like giant doggy maggots in what is surely the end of times. Around you, birds fall like sausages because they have become sausages. <laughs> Only Cumberland remains now in this, the land of the herring. And you solved my puzzle. Well done, guys. And yeah. Yeah. I wasn't sure whether we had the good ending or the bad ending there. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I've been accused of that many times in, the, well, in such a bleak, positive ending that we're not sure if we've done it or not. And uh, this very much falls into that category. Wow. Oh, well, well done, guys. Can I just say that? So when I'd said to you the Paradox Resolution Unit was plugged in to everything else, oh, and oh my think, God. we could just unplug it. And you just started trying to overload it with Paradox. Oh, my God. Well, I suppose I've got to let them do this. He sticks a screwdriver in the fan. Okay, I guess this works. So that wasn't supposed to happen. No, originally you could have just unplugged it. And given him one paradox. And given him one paradox. Yeah. I've got to say, that's kind of the story of my life. <laughs> it's a much more fun way of doing it. There's, yeah, there's an easy so. solution here. But instead, I thought we had to Google hundreds of paradoxes and then scream them at you, which we duly did. 
if anything, I enjoyed your solution more than the stock one. I, I yeah. got some new paradoxes and some good homespun wisdom from Anna. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think my grandma would say a paradox is. <laughs> a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. <laughs> so, so Worthy paradox. <laughs> Amazing. Good for a mic. Good job. Yeah. Actually, you solved the um, the three locks quicker than I expected. I, I'm surprised that we did so well with the last one. I was so stumped with that one. The enclosed hidden way yeah that was the crafty use of language mm. well a... i figured there's no way we could actually work out a sensible answer no. especially one that had three digits so it had to be something to do with the words mm. yeah how many hidden enclosed spaces are there i was like well where did fritzel live he was there in london yeah exactly <laughs> well i can now reveal actually that those three questions uh came from hill burton yeah, he um, he messaged them to me absolutely yonks ago. I've been trying to sort of find a uh, like a point where like a quizzy style room would work, and uh, and yeah, so those those three came from me because uh, that that third one in particular is far smarter than anything I could ever conceivably come up with. <laughs> I, was, I was quite impressed. Um, uh, well, now, less so. yes. now less so. Now less. Yeah. So cheers, Hill, for um, some excellent uh, excellent puzzles. Yeah. More of this, yeah. Hill. More of this. Good job. Well Hill. done, sir. You stumped thank us. You. However, critically, Richard Osman's giant metal face, which I think we'll agree was the real star of the puzzle. That was all me, though. Well, I was so confused because I thought you said Mark Abbott at the beginning. I didn't realise you said Mark Labbitt. So I googled Mark Abbott and he's a rugby player for Japan. I <laughs> 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 really confused as to why he's in this puzzle. Oh, yeah. What did you think of all the red herrings, by the way? Yeah, they were good. I especially liked the uh, the fact that you had us thinking, but is this red herring a red herring? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is this that was just one herring a red herring. Yeah. That was good. That was wonderful. And it was actually just because he's the guardian to prevent the red herring apocalypse. It kept us oh. on our toes. I know. Yeah. And you're starting to write down Chewbacca defence. That's meaningful. I generally thought, do we have to make Chewbacca noises at this Richard Osman face to stop? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so is that true then? Oh, is, there, is there a legal defence based on an episode of South Park? Well, I think I think it's more like it, the, the phrasing has become shorthand for a particular type of defence. Oh. That is both sad and glorious. So, folks, join us next time to find out how the gang escape the red herring and dog leg apocalypse. Thank you very much for listening. You can subscribe to us on all of your favourite apps, feeds, iTunes, and at our website, theinfiniteescaperoom.com. You can also follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter. I am at no wrong podcast there we go he's broken again yeah you can find us on social media <laughs> at t underscore podcast on twitter instagram and indeed facebook if you enjoyed the episode and we hope you did then brilliant good for you we love you lots and we'll see you next time in the escape room tatty bye now bye goodbye bye 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 love you bye bye